At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, guys? This is Nina Perez, and this is Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Thank you so much for being here. You know this show is created to discuss life topics, to grow, challenge, and transform your thinking. And today I have Barbara LaPointe here, and Barbara is a certified divorce and relationship coach. She specializes in inherited family trauma. I want to get into that. High conflict relationships and narcissistic personality disorder. Now, she's the author of Erased by a Narcissist and the co-host of a podcast, Broken Families. Now, Barbara is also an experienced speaker, a gifted artist, and a proud mom of three. I love that. I love that you put that in your bio, too. That was awesome. So, Barbara, how are you? Welcome to Straight Talk. Thanks. I am absolutely pumped, excited, and really honored to be here. Thanks for the Thank opportunity. You. Yeah, no problem. And I love that you are already a podcaster, so you kind of know how this all flows. Um, but my audience is a really freaking great audience, and they're constantly like asking questions and getting involved, and I love them for that. So what? before we get into all that you do, Barbara, I do want to know a little bit more about you. So tell us a little bit more about you. Sure, I'd love to. Well, let's start with the podcast. Okay. Um, you mentioned it was called Broken Families, and it's true. Um, we did a season of podcasts called the Broken Families podcast. And this year, we shifted the lens to healing. And so now oh. I rebranded it completely. And it's just me now as the co as the host. And it's all about healing. So healing broken families. Oh, so nice. I'll write that. Healing. So, yeah, it really opens it up um, in a beautiful way. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, even though I deal with um, women and teenagers that have gone through trauma, abuse, uh, divorce trauma, um, narcissists, I yeah. still believe that at the end of the day, uh, narcissist is still a label. Um, 
And at the end of the day, we all have to sort of come back to this remembering that we're empowered to heal from all of that. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I really love that you, you started with that too, because I wanted to ask you about narcissists, right? So I wanted to ask you, first of all, what is a narcissist for those who don't know? Because I feel like terminology today has been like intermingled and mixed up and people are just using different words for different things now. So can you tell me what is a narcissist? Yeah, it's such a good point that you just made because even like 12 years ago, the collective consciousness wouldn't have really known what the term narcissist mm -hmm. was. And now it's really integrated into the collective consciousness, meaning almost everyone knows that, that term, the narcissist, which is different than someone with a narcissistic personality disorder. And they can also more broadly be defined as high conflict personalities. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's a really hot topic. Millions of people are talking about it on the internet. And right. I would say that it's very relevant as well because um, the High Conflict Institute in San Francisco says that one in 25 people will be a high conflict personality, could be a narcissist. Mm -hmm. So that means we're going to run into a narcissist or a high conflict personality somewhere, somehow, whether it's in an intimate partner relationship or even in the workplace. And they, they wreak havoc. So how's this sounding to you? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. But to, to recognize one, like the red flags, if you were going to date one, because you said, mm -hmm. right. There's some telltale signs. It's so good to be able to recognize them because then you can empower yourself to slowly back away from them. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Can we touch on that? I would love to know, like, what are some of the key flags that you, you can give my audience about to look out for? Cause that's really important. I think that, you know, to your point, um, you know, sometimes I think we're really quick, uh, to label people, right? So it's good to know that you can have a bad day and not be a narcissist, right? Like, so that's not what she, Barbara is saying about the personality. So I just want to make sure that we kind of distinguish that because I've, I have a lot of conversations, which is so fun when you're having all of these conversations with, you know, po other podcasters and stuff. And I'm a coach, so I speak to a lot of people and I just don't like, um, people mixing everything all in one pot. You know what I mean? Like there are different, there are different things and different uh, personality disorders and, and different um, ways of dealing with things. But I would love to know the flags that we look out for when we are dealing with a narcissist. Um, yeah. You know, I kind of uh, really, it really resonates with me what you just said, because when we label someone a narcissist, it, it, it kind of hurts us at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I had an interesting thing happen before I get to those five telltale signs where someone said, but you love, you love your ex-husband. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we have a lot of love as women for mm -hmm. the people that hurt us. And so, so there's, yeah. And so like two things can be true at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And when we call that a paradox and yeah, I, I really do still flow love to my ex-husband. He's the father right. of my children, but you know, I love the term high conflict personality because it just opens it up so much because narcissism is the spectrum. Right. 
Um, but you know, it's like I watched a podcast that you did where you're like, how do you know if you're in a toxic relationship? Well, you you know, like there's there's a different, very dense energy, a dark energy, mm -hmm. um, a wall that you can't break through when you're with a narcissist. And so you cannot collaborate uh, with a narcissist. Mm, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. We'll keep that as number one. That becomes really important in child custody cases or co-parenting. Co you mm -hmm. can't collaborate or cooperate because the narcissist is in charge and they're always right. Right. So that's number two. They're always right. They're no. always right. We, you know, we just laugh at that one. Um, <laughs> the narcissist is always often very grandiose. And he or she loves, and I, I say he or she, but still statistically, most narcissists are men. And that, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, I know we think it can be women too, and, and there are. But statistically, in terms of numbers, they are still mostly men. That's it's kind of evolving now. Um, they love an entourage, so they love, a, a, um, as we'd say in French, like the spectacle, like the show. Right. Um, they love that. So if you're divorcing a narcissist, you know he's going to have his whole family come. He's going to have like a legal team. He's not, you know, you're not going to. It's going to be a big deal. Right. Um, so the grandio grandioseness, the, the spectacle. Um, but the most important thing is that the narcissist lacks empathy. Mm. And so that it, so any woman leaving a narcissist will receive this beautiful target on her back because it's her fault. Yeah. And he has to punish her and victimize her. There's a very much a, an energy of punishing her. Mm -hmm. So he has to now not fight against the narcissist, but fight for herself and remove that target from her back. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You know, um, you're describing my ex. <laughs> so funny. Um, but it, it, I, you know, as you're talking though, Barbara, I'm like, I'm listening to the, the different points. Right. And I'm wondering, is this social media world creating more narcissists, right? This grandiose idea, this grandiose, like everything has to be big. Everything has to be bold. You know, people are, are like, if you're, if like we have a disagreement, I have to embarrass you online. Like it's like this thing that's happening. Right. And I'm wondering if, if it's, um, if narcissism is something that, that can be uh, programmed, you know, Mm -hmm. Or if it's something that is more like a trauma in, in your youth and, and that caused it. Like, what do you think about that? I think that's a really fascinating question. And it goes back to like two things can be true at the same time. Mm -hmm. So first of all, we know that narcissism begins in childhood from those unhealed okay. childhood wounds mm -hmm. with their with their mother or with a significant parent that they would have bonded with. It's not like an accident, like all of a sudden they woke up. Like it's it's okay. conditioning from an early childhood. But one of the most respected sources on high conflict personalities is the High Conflict Institute in Cal Southern California. And they say that they're seeing more and more high conflict personalities and 
individuals having problems with narcissists that they've ever ever seen before right. and so they attribute that to um the social media yeah. um yeah an interesting point too is that another point about a narcissist is that the emotional intelligence is low mm, um okay right? and so sometimes a lot of the social media um you know there could be low social intelligence when we see in terms of things like smear campaigns that happen yeah. on social media all the time. And mm -hmm. smear campaigns also happen just privately with narcissists in courtrooms and, and in families. I've had both happen to me. And I can tell you, they both, both individuals, the one who did the one that went viral on me on the internet, I didn't know him. Um, that was, uh, yeah. And, what was my point? They both had low intelligence, emotional yeah. intelligence. Emotional intelligence, yeah. And no, yeah, empathy, like, no empathy. Yeah, right? I was just going to say that because you did point out that they don't have empathy, right? Which is part of emotional intelligence. So I can see why um, that would be, you know, coinciding with narcissism. Um, so can we talk a little bit about why you do what you do? Like, what was it that you've gone through that made you look at this and say, you know what, we have to start healing broken families? You know, do you have a a story behind what you do? Because most of us get into self-development work and helping others because we've been through something, right? And we want to we want to help as many people along as we can. So what's Barbara's story in that aspect? I love that, Nina. And thank thank you for that beautiful question because there is real uh, authentic empowerment in sharing our story. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, um, it's called, and then those of us that have stories that share and they go on to become healers, coaches, so on and so forth. We are the wounded healers. Mm -hmm. actually, we are the wounded healers. So we've probably been through it. And certainly I have been. But the neat thing about my five-year high-conflict divorce with a narcissist and his lawyer was also the most cruelest, unempathetic uh, narcissists. So the two of them together um, really made, created a lot of suffering in my daughter's life, my son's life, and my life for five years. And we're talking every single day. So to say it was Groundhog Day wow. uh, over and over again for about three and a half years. Um, I got served on my birthday. I got served on Valentine's Day. I'd get served on my anniversary. And at about three and a half years, I went, oh, my God, like it's been three and a half years. And then he ramped it up after three and a half years. Wow. So uh, someone said to me, uh, oh, he, like, I just had no idea it was going on. Someone said, he's a narcissist. Mm. And then once you realize that you could, I finally had like a gateway to change my communication strategies with him. Um, and there's very specific ways because you can't win with a narcissist. So High Conflict Institute asks us to use the BIF strategy with any difficult high conflict personality or narcissist. So BIF stands for brief, informative, firm, and friendly. Not too friendly. Mm -hmm. I, I add that on. But, mm -hmm. you know, because um, everything else is just giving them narcissistic supply or, or, or food. Right. So once I figured that out, I did make it through the last two and a half years of my divorce, but using these new strategies, um, 
I did make it out with uh, with my daughter. Um, he had actually, yeah, he had actually filed to remove all of my parenting rights around religion, wow. education, school. So I've spent most of my time being a mother for 21 years and teaching vulnerable children. So, but the narcissist just loves to take it to the limit and, and punish. Mm-hmm. punish, punish, punish. So that was my story. Um, and, and now after the last year and a half of working with women, I've been coaching since 2013, I saw uh, so many families, so many parents in such deep pain and calling out for help, just suffering, suffering because they are not processing the emotional wounds of their divorce trauma or of parental alienation where they don't get to see their child because their child is with a high con- with a narcissist because most narcissists will instigate parental alienation and they've been going through this for years and years and years and they're so bitter and they're so angry um that they're just they're not healed and so right so that's what i noticed is a lot a lot of um energetic black holes of unresolved trauma and deep 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 uh pain Mm -hmm. and and so so i was like okay i feel really intuitively guided to shift the focus to to something really really wide which is healing and that we can all love ourselves heal ourselves and evolve our beautiful souls yeah yeah and so let me ask you this because I think like I, I'm thinking it must be super difficult though to get a narcissist to go get the help that they need, right? Because they, they're not wrong, right? They're always right. So I'm wondering, is there hope for someone who is a narcissist? Like, can they be coached through this? Can they be healed through it. You know what I mean? Like I figured like as if you're with a with somebody who's really a narcissist and they're really damaging to you. First of all, you got to heal yourself because we all have to heal ourselves. It's really really difficult to deal with somebody else's, you know, uh trauma and pain and what they're all going through if we haven't been healed. So I'm just wondering like how do we move forward? Like I for for instance for my relationship, I really just At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Cut it off. As soon as my child was 18 years old, done. You know, it's like I cannot deal with this damage anymore. And so uh, and I'm and I was much happier for it. But I'm wondering, can a narcissist be helped? Can they be healed? Can they come out of this? Or is this a trait that they will carry forever? What do you think about that? Um, straight up talk, no sugar added. No sugar, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the data says that these personalities don't often change. Yeah. It's very, very low, low likelihood or low percentage of these personalities will change. Mm-hmm. What I often see in my practice and the private group that I host and experience this myself is that we have the other part of the puzzle, usually a woman, wanting to change him or fix mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it just doesn't, it's just so unlikely that it will happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great answer. Thank you for saying that. Um, you know, I, I was wondering about that because I said, you know, it, it, it's extreme. I'm, I'm sure that they can find healing. I'm sure that there could be some healing, but mm-hmm. I think that when the personality is your personality is extremely difficult to flip the switch on that. Right. Um, because first of all, just getting them to the point where they are not, um, abusing someone or, you know, thinking that they're always right or increasing their emotional intelligence. It's a very difficult thing when you're having that conflict, right. Or when somebody, um, is so resistant to change. Right. So, and you're right. I think women have to take a note for themselves and say, why am I doing this? Right. Because a lot of women do want to fix everyone and we can't, uh, and it, it's our responsibility, right? As women, it's our responsibility to say, I'm not going to fix anyone. I need to heal me. Um, and, and that's okay. It is okay to work on you. I think women need permission. Yeah. Right? I couldn't agree more to just give yourself like this slip of full 100% self-permission. Yeah. Self-permission to actualize yourself empower yourself, heal yourself, mm-hmm. speak your personal truth, which is get so squashed down when you're separating mm-hmm. out all the parts from a narcissist. And then just what you said earlier, Nina, is that they're, they, they're not the types that'll be like, I think I need to go to therapy. Right. So that's why we can never get them there to therapy. And they're, they would, you know, they're not, they're not going there. Right. I've, had, I've had women that say, I think I'm a narcissist and and they're going to therapy and it's like, no, if you're even questioning yourself, you're a narcissist, you're doing that sort of inner cueing and reflection, chances are you're not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of gaslighting too, right? So women sometimes take on like it's their fault or, you know, it's because, because a narcissist is so very good at flipping the script and making it your fault that we do end up feeling that way. You know, are we like, are we narcissists or what's wrong with me and why? And it it's because we're not, we're, we're taking on too much of their, um, you know, deflection onto us as if it's true. And we have to worry, we have to think about the gaslighting that goes on here, right? Like you, you're seeing the thing and they're telling you it's something different and you're like, am I going crazy or is this exactly 
what's happening, right? So there's a lot that goes on with a narcissist. I've dealt with a few and it's, it's, um, it's a challenge. It's a challenge and you love them because they're, especially if they're like family members, you love them and all. But I love what you talked about, about making things very brief and informative and like, you know, like just, this is what it is. This is brief and move on because it can be very damaging to you. And especially if it's someone you love, a parent, a, a child, uh, you know, a sibling, um, it could be anybody, right? Yeah. And exactly. And and chances are when we have a loving relationship, like a husband or boyfriend with a narcissist or we're dating one, it's probably not our first one. Mm-hmm. And, and, and many, many women find that they go back into their childhood and they go, oh, once my mother was a narcissist or, oh, my father had traits that were a narcissist so it goes back to that subconscious programming that we receive from zero to six with our narcissistic parents or a narcissistic caregiver in a narcissistic household mm-hmm. you know it, it really it's really a pattern like a tree that you have to kind of um shake that tree and dissect back you know maybe narcissism runs in the whole family tree mm-hmm. um yeah, it's a fast it's a fascinating thing, but to speak to your point on gaslighting which happens, you know, with an, a narcissist or someone on the spectrum, the the receiver, you know, our body is our container and the receiver of that gaslighting holds she holds that in her body and it's stored in her body as unresolved trauma. It's mm-hmm. very painful to be a victim of gaslighting. It is. It is. It messes with your, like you said, your energy, your emotions, your mind. It really, really does. It starts to make you feel unconfident. It makes you question everything, right? So there's, and then now you need the therapy. You need the therapy. You need the coaching because they have to get you through all of that damage. You're right. I think, I, I mean, I don't do like intuitive work. Like I know that, you know, um, that kind of work, you know, does deal with the traumas that we hold in our bodies that, uh, you know, or the chronic stresses and stuff like that, that we hold. Um, so that's, you know, it's very informative. So Barbara, I, I want to know how you work with your clients. What is it that you do when your client comes to you? What kind of work are you doing with them? Oh, sure. Well, you know, it's so important when you're going through abuse that you're, you don't stay alone, that you're not alone in this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, so I started off as a solution-focused coach, which is, um, you know, a form of psychotherapy, but it's very much about being solution-orientated, and it's a future-orientated modality. Um, so it kind of takes you here and moves you forward to your mm-hmm. future of what's possible. Um, but for a, a women who've received abuse and they're holding a lot of, you know, like just notice how much fear you're holding in your body on a daily basis yeah. or anxiety, which is tension in the mind um, after abuse. You know, sometimes we can't even, we lose the capacity to even become mindful and mm-hmm. be present in the present moment. So I use um, a lot of mindfulness techniques and encourage women to have their own mindfulness practice where we just slow down, you know, when you're being mm-hmm. a people come right out of your body and everything speeds up and, and you're in fight or flight. So being mindful is about bringing all that beautiful energy to this one present moment. Um, 
that's one example yeah mindfulness and it's 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 also about just allowing the space for all the emotions to have a, a place to, to just exist in society i feel we're so taught from a young age to suppress our emotional emotions and reject them and we suppress and reject them so building a loving compassionate mindfulness practice with a coach and then on your own is is an incredible way, way to heal and mindfulness alone could be could bring you to enlightenment that's how that's what a powerful powerful portal it is mhm mhm i believe in mindfulness too and um you know and i and i think that i love that you said bringing all of your emotions you know and kind of like being in that space with them because i feel like life is so beautiful that way because we get to experience all these beautiful things including pain and fear and frustration right because i for me i believe that then gives you a framework of when you do enter peace and joy you know what i mean like there's there there has to be some sort of resistance for you to realize the the gratitude and the blessings in your life and all that kind of stuff you know so um i love that because i think that you know for for far too long we have been um trying to medicate that or you know like push it to the side or use substance of some sort to push it when really if you just were with it if you just sat with it you know you can experience it and overcome it and move forward from it right do you agree with that absolutely it's so powerful to yeah. just sit with it so that you can overcome it and the reason why you can overcome it which most people don't associate with mindfulness is that as you're slowing down as you're re-entering your body and having this journey back into your body and experiencing calm those overwhelming intense emotions you're allowing them a passageway to just leave like instead of letting them overwhelm you so mm -hmm. it helps you to regulate your strong overwhelming emotions um, but as you're doing that, you're rewiring your brain. So new neural pathways can form. Hmm. You can have a less critical self brain, have a calmness. And so really you're transforming the relationship you have with yourself. So I'm going to give you a little example. I do quickly. Is that okay? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm just like, I, I sound like I'm a multiple personality disorder, but I just go, okay. I check in with myself. I ground myself. I open up my heart space, make sure my spine is straight. And I just, uh, I notice the emotions I'm feeling in the present moment, mm. um, anxiety, fear. And um, I, I try to sort of get a sense of where they're living in my body. Mm -hmm. So I'll go like Barbara is feeling so um, lonely right now frustrated or whatever those negative emotions because we're not our thoughts and we are not our emotions but wherever they're activated mm -hmm. and for me if I felt anxiety I feel it kind of here like oh, can't breathe or maybe on my throat and then I would deepen that and go what's underneath that loneliness what's underneath that anger or maybe someone just cut you off in traffic and you're still activated about it and you deepen it oh what's underneath the anger oh it could be grief mm -hmm. 
right? And so you deepen it and you deepen it. And it's so important to name name the emotion. Yeah. Once you've deepened it, you name the emotion. And then put your hand on where it lives. So for many, it might even be down in their stomach, mm -hmm. down in their gut. And then just find and invite and welcome the energy of self-compassion to come in and just be so gentle with yourself and replace that with uh, a loving, self-compassionate gesture. So the anger that is actually grief, um, that is actually sorrow as you've deepened it down and you've yeah. that's living in your gut, just be like, well, I, 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 it's okay. Like, I love myself. And, you know, breathing in self-compassion, you know, breathing in, maybe, maybe you're breathing in and you're seeing yourself at 16 or at five years old or somewhere along the timeline of your life. And then you just breathe out with like a compassionate smile towards that younger self that didn't know what to do or was abandoned. Because the thing is with narcissistic abuse and divorce is that it strips you right down and it takes you back to your very first hurt, your very first yeah. abandonment. Yeah. And, and that's a special gift in narcissistic abuse <laughs> is that it takes you to, you know, ground zero. And so I think what women find, and I know I did, is like I had to go back and I had to unpack my whole childhood. So it does give you that, that, that gift. Yeah, that's um, so good. Yeah. Another thing I realized when I got divorced, I was like, wow, man, I hold so much fear in my body. Like, I'm just so afraid. I'm so afraid of him, her, his lawyer, losing my kids. I'm afraid financially. You just, you get to confront so much fear. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so if you can just let those powerful emotions um, come through you like a wave and leave by slowing down and doing just that process I did. Um, which is a mindfulness practice six times a day, you'll start retraining your nervous system, your body yeah. and opening up neuro neuro pathways for self-love, opening up neuro pathways for uh, loving self-compassion. Yeah, that's so good. That's so good, Barbara. I, I you know, I, I um, uh, I'm a NLP master practitioner as well. So I get the timeline and I get you know, locating it in your body, sometimes even in color, right? Like sometimes if you close your eyes, you can see that it's red or it's blue or it's whatever. Um, but it's a, it's a very powerful practice, mindfulness, um, just to pause even in life period. We don't do that enough. And so that's a very powerful thing to do is just pause, just pause. And you'll realize how fast your brain is going or how you tense your body is and all of that. So Barbara, this was such a really great conversation. Thank you so much for being here on Straight Talk. I really appreciate you coming on. Really do. Thank you. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank yeah, you. I'm glad. I'm glad you're here. I, but before I let you go, I do want you to tell my audience how they can find you. So how they can work with you, all of that. So if you have your social media handles or your website, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm easily reached at Barbara at BarbaraLapointe.com. And um, anyone who wants to reach out, I'm happy to provide. I have a love self-love kit and it has a meditation. It has journaling prompts and a mindfulness practice outline. So all around self-love and mindfulness and meditation. It, and I usually market it for $33, but it's free just for your audience if they just check onto my website and enter a code. So 
Awesome. Awesome. Barbara, thank you so, so much. I really, really appreciate you. Oh, and your podcast, what was it called again? Oh, that's that's too kind of you, Lena. My podcast is called Healing Broken Families. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And guys, thank you so much for always being here, always being supportive. You're an amazing community. I will make sure to put all of Barbara's information below so that you can follow her, work with her, listen to her podcast, all that great stuff. You know what to do. Like, share, subscribe, all of that great stuff. Thank you for being here with us. This is Nina Perez, Straight Talk, No Sugar Added. Until next time. This broadcast is brought to you by Winject Studios. We are an all-in-one educational platform for podcasters that revolutionizes how hosts leverage content to increase engagement with listeners, downloads, and income. We come together to focus on community, collaboration, and collective impact. For more information on how you can interact directly with our hosts, access exclusive live content with offers you can't get anywhere else from our official partners, join our purpose-driven community by visiting www.winject.com. If you're ready to build a career doing what you love, then we're ready to see you there. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.